Hey everybody, so welcome back to Fandom Fever. Today we're going to be updating uh, and talking about everything that happened at E3. So, Kurt, what's our first topic? Alright, well the first topic that we're going to try and get through, because man, this list is massive, uh, is AMD. Now, they were presenting at the PC Gaming Show, and they had their uh, CEO, Lisa Su there, who was talking about their new Polaris uh, architecture for that. They have been doing ridiculous things. If this hardware can come even close to what they're saying it's capable of. Um, specifically, the Radeon RX 480 is their new uh, best price performance card that they've got going on. Um, it's a 14 nanometer construction. You know, it's incredibly dense. It's, it's the smallest of anything on the market. Uh, it's 256 gigs of bandwidth per second. Um, and it's 199 for that. And this thing is ridiculously powerful compared to anything from NVIDIA right now. Uh, it's coming out on June 29th. It does have two smaller kid brothers, um, the RX 470 and the RX 460. Um, the RX 470 is like a 1080p uh, optimized card. It's a slimmed down version of the 480. It's going to be you know less than it, of course. But then you have the 460, which they're describing as a MOBA-style card. It's, it's focused on that style of thing. But it's specifically going to be a low-power card. Um, the 480 already takes a very small amount of power compared to anything else. It's 150 watts. This is only 75 watts on it. So it's going to be designed for very low-power uh, requirements. Another thing they were showing off there was their, uh, their VR backpack model. And this has kind of been making the rounds over the past couple of weeks as a new form factor. Uh, they had Alienware there showing off one of their new designs. It was, like I said, a backpack, but it was no bigger than two keyboards strapped together on your back uh, with a lot of batteries. Um, it's designed specifically for VR. Another idea that they were introducing was something that's going to kind of bring SLI into the mainstream, where you have two eyes, you have two screens that are showing up on a VR system, at least for most of them, so why not have two GPUs? You know, simplify everything, keep it as a one-to-one -one ratio, and make everything nice and neat. And one of the examples they were showing this off of was a Sirius Sam VR, uh, where it's what they're calling like a platform shooter now, uh, where you stand in one place and you have a couple of things and you just smoke things as it goes across the screen. Um, and there was more, but we really can't get into it a lot right now. Um, trying to think of what else I had it next time I played. Uh, for Mass Effect Andromeda, that, again, didn't really have any new information at all. Uh, we weren't really expecting any, even though everybody wanted it. Uh, what they were showing off, though, was that the Mako's coming back, everybody's favorite Doom buggy that they hate to love, or love to hate, rather. Um, there are going to be jetpacks this time. <laughs> I don't know why you'll need a jetpack, but they'll have them anyway. Uh, this is going to be in the Andromeda Galaxy, so all their previous world building is out the window. Ah. Uh, so they'll have all new races. You are not playing Shepard, because most likely Shepard is dead, or transformed into something else. Spoilers for a three-year-old game. Um, are there going to be multicolored lights that you choose at the end of the game? Yeah, that you have no idea how you got there? Yep. Um... Okay, that it is set beyond Mass Effect 3. This is not a prequel. This is not a side story. This is somewhere beyond that storyline. 
but they're not sure how far ahead just yet. Uh, what they are saying, though, is that it does take, you know, hundreds of years to get to Andromeda, even with using high-power tech. They have promised that there's going to be more things coming out later this year, though. So we'll, we'll be updating you on this as we get new information. All right. Going into something cool and sleek, Assassin's Creed. Uh, this is a movie coming out. Release date, December 21. It's interesting that, they, that we've actually got a release date for something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very interested to see what they do with it. Uh, I'm not sure which assassin that they're they're doing. Are they doing Altair or? Uh, they're doing a new one. Uh, Ooh. They're supposed to be going alongside the events of Assassin's Creed One. So like everything that's happened still happens, but it's the next room over. Okay. So are they going to get a dude whose finger happens to be cut off? Uh, I don't think they're doing that. I'm very disappointed now. I'm very. I'll throw out everything I said. Very disappointed. No. If they if they've got like a third finger. It's not Assassin's Creed 1, at least. They were saying, though, that they were going to be trying to do a 65-35 split between uh, what's happening in the present and what's happening in the Animus. So, with the way they have it set up, where it's kind of like a, you know, he's floating in midair, doing all kinds of stuff, and it looks like having uh, trainees behind him, you know, trying to learn that stuff, it looks like it could be pretty promising. Very cool. Uh, in, a, in the uh, spectrum of games that are in that sort of thing not really at all actually this is a completely different <laughs> no, type of game no 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 i've got it in the spectrum of games that feature going back in time a little bit battlefield one being set in world war one uh it is overshadowing call of duty infinite warfare by a landslide due to the fact that it has it, shovels. It has shovels. It has tanks, trenches, biplanes, and zeppelins. <laughs> yes. Uh, in fact, it is currently, uh, as far as I'm aware, the most liked video, the trailer for it, is the most liked video on YouTube, and the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare video is the most disliked mm-hmm. right now, because Call of Duty Infinite Warfare is it's, it's having the Mario Galaxy problem of having nowhere else to go once you like expand to space. I will admit, I am not a COD fan. I'm, I am not that big of a fan of first-person uh, FPS games in the general. But, I did like the trailer for Infinite Warfare. I liked the trailer for Battlefield 1, which, surprisingly enough, is not the uh, weird opinion. So there's that. Uh, yeah, Battlefield 1. That's the one thing I don't like about it. Battlefield 1. <laughs> yeah, it kind of said, you know, Congratulations. Congratulations, numbering system. You've learned from Xbox that everyone hates it when you put one at the end of a title for a, a thing that is not the first. Uh, moving on from there, uh, yeah, Call of Duty Infinite War- Warfare. It is doing very, very poorly in the eyes of the consumers. Uh, it's going to be a more Halo-style dogfighter space sim. Uh, it's going to mode change from FPSs to orbit like flying stuff right it's uh, sort of like a halo style yeah but then why don't you play halo because you don't have a space dogfighter in halo well then why don't you play star wars because up until now they haven't had a good one in years <laughs> <laughs> that is true that is true or uh, i'll raise you something else why don't you play battlefield one they've got dogfighting and their dogfighting is biplanes and but do you have grappling hooks but do you have zeppelins <laughs> you always you you can only you only want zeppelins zeppelins uh okay 
Uh, other than that, that is the Call of Duty Infinite Warfare as far as I'm aware. Oh, there's one important thing. Uh, pause. What is, what, is, what is this hand sign? I'm just trying to say, this is going to be cut out. Andrew, can you go over there and kill the volume, please? Because I can't control it from here. Wait, can't you? No. Okay, so. Okay. Last thing. What do we have? I, I, I've got one more thing for Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, because this is actually very important. It's very controversial. Okay. Okay, so. One more thing about Call of Duty Infinite Warfare. Last thing. Very controversial. Uh, the people who made Call of Duty, I forgot. I think it's EA. It's probably EA, because they're the ones who would make decisions like this. Uh, basically, they also announced that they were going to be uh, re releasing Call of Duty Modern Warfare, the one that made Call of Duty super popular. Like, dude, all, I mean, Mo Modern Warfare 2 was probably better, but Modern Warfare 1 was the, like, Call of Duty game. Uh, and it's, it's remastered, but they're only allowing it to be, like, they're only giving it to people who pre-order Call of Duty Infinite Warfare, which I think is a terrible, terrible decision. Mm -hmm. And it, it seems like, it, it seems like they're only doing it because they don't have trust in their own, like, game of Infinite Warfare. So they're trying to, like, say, hey, you want this thing that you've been asking for forever? Well, now you gotta buy this piece of nonsense that you mm -hmm. never wanted ever. And now there's, now there's just no one's gonna buy it. <laughs> Although, at the same time, you know that there's going to be a ton of people buying it just because they want that again. But the only people that's going to make out on this is GameStop. <laughs> that is true. All right. Um, going back to uh, re-releases again. So we have uh, Bethesda VR, which is going to be bringing out some interesting takes on some of their properties. Uh, Doom and Fallout 4 specifically are the big ones they were mentioning. Um, the problem with these is that as of right now, both these games are capped at 60 frames per second, I believe, and VR requires a minimum 90. So that's going to be interesting if they're going to be able to handle that right out of the gate. Um, and something that both of us were interested in that was really surprising about VR was uh, the uh, Star Trek Bridge Crew game. Um, because that is just unreal. Uh, they were able to bring in on the stage demo a bunch of uh, the major players. I mean, not okay, not the super big players, but I mean, they had uh, Lavar Burton, they had Jordy, uh, they had uh, Jerry Ryan, you know, seven and nine. They had Carl Urban uh, as uh, Bones. I haven't mentioned that I don't know anything about Star Trek. I know Bones. <laughs> okay. Well, <sighs> I know he's a doctor. All right. the The big deal is that you had. Uh, Jory LaForge there, who's basically the engineer from Next Generation, he always had on the visor, you know, that was his main defining characteristic, and now you have him on stage wearing a VR visor. Eh, that's um, funny. And this is going to be across all major VR systems, they were very, very, very key about that, they're trying to be as neutral as possible. Uh, it's coming out fall this year, you know, so it sounds like they're going to try and hit it as a uh, PlayStation VR launch title, which is coming out in October, I believe. Uh, Something you were really, really surprised about was uh, Crash. Oh, Crash Bandicoot. Uh, yeah, they are making 
or they're remastering Crash 1, Crash 2, and Crash Warped, which is very cool for the people who, like, grew up playing Crash on the PlayStation 1. I know the PlayStation 1 was my console growing up. Like, that oh, yeah. was... There was uh, Nintendo 64 and whatever else, and but PlayStation 1 was my thing. You uh, actually had a surprisingly good uh, kart racing game, too. Yeah. Uh, Crash Crash Racing. I think that's actually exactly what it was called. Crash Kart Racing, maybe. Something. Uh, speaking of Crash, uh, going into another game, but still on Crash, mm-hmm. Skylanders. Uh, imaginate Imaginations? Imag- Imaginators? Imaginators. Disney is going to have a field day with that. <laughs> It's going to have Crash in it, and Crash looks plasticky, and you get to finally have Crash fighting Spyro, and by fighting, I mean walking next to Spyro as they do stuff. You get get to have a real, like, Crash and Spyro crossover game, which is hilarious, because neither Crash nor Spyro are the main characters of Skylanders. Uh, yeah. I don't like, I don't like Skylanders at all. But, moving on to something I do like, even though this is a very love-hate relationship... Dawn of War 3. For the Emperor! Ah! Ah! Oh, there's gonna be a space marine, uh, or, let me, let me reel back. I read, yeah, I read that. Yeah, for this... There's gonna be a space marine. Uh, well, for this conference, they had a space marine up on stage, they had him in full armor, he was saluting, you know, just standing around as they were doing their whole thing, and he was a really good quality cosplayer there. That... Is awesome. I always love Space Marine because Space Marines are cool. That's the army that I that I bought. Huge. Gonna be base building, hero characters again, bigger scale battles. Like, uh, remember Dawn of War one because, or at least the beginning of Dawn of War one because the expansion. Here's what I hope does not happen in Dawn of War three: expansions ruining the game. That's what happened in Dawn of War one. Dawn of War two was doomed from the start because control points would just be fondled by all of the AIs, and that's exact. That's just any all that would happen. Uh, I'm going to lose my some of my cred here, because that is on my... I have it on my Steam library because of a Humble Bundle, but I've never played it. I don't think you're losing cred for not playing Dawn of War 2. Mm. Uh, like I said, it's just control points everywhere. Mm. The AI want those control points to the point where they will walk through your army because they want the control points. And they are going to get squished. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Uh, but yeah, we have got to talk about this because, you know, Detroit, it's this big thing. It's so nice. I think you, you were pretty interested in this, weren't you, Andrew? Yeah. So, um, there's this game coming out, Detroit Become Human. Uh, it takes place in the near, uh, in near future Detroit. And it basically is about these androids who have no rights. Um, uh, And the main character that we saw uh, was Connor, you know, and because, you know, androids coming in, you know, Connor, you always say, you know, come with me if you want to live, kind of thing. But uh, the big thing was that he was coming in as a police investigator, um, as a negotiator, and he was trying to save a child that had been uh, kidnapped by a family's android. And as it goes through the trailer, you know, things go horribly wrong, and it Normally that would be the stops right there thing, but this game, it looks like it's going to be one of those styles that uh, you can't get the good ending the first time around. You don't have enough information, there's not enough going on, you need more context. Undertale. Very very much like Undertale in the sense of when you mess up, or at least I believe, when you mess up in this game, you can reel it back. 
right, and yes. try again, try different avenues, different options until you get the perfect ending that you want. Right, it's a new game plus style thing, but take it to a next level. Which I think is amazing. And the main line that they were showing on this was, it's up to you how the story ends. You know, how many times are you willing to play through the same game, even if there is, oh, well this adds another uh, aspect to it. He's not really the bad guy. No, he is. No, he isn't. You know, and back and forth on the subject. Moving on to other games that begin with the letter D, <laughs> Dishonored Two. Oh, so much, so much cool things about Dishonored Two. Apparently, it's going to have a time travel element to it. Okay, where do I even begin? Time travel element. Time travel will exist. Time travel is cool. So time viewing too. Ah, yeah. Time viewing, and you get to play as two different characters: Corvo from the first game, and the girl, the little girl. Emily, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, we were actually just talking about this earlier on today. Yeah. Uh, how... I, here's the way that I see it. Here's how I think it's going to be, even though I, this is just total speculation. Corvo's going to be regular-aged, and Emily will be from the future, and she's got the time travel stuff, and Corvo's got the stealth power stuff. Now, this is total speculation. Don't quote me on that at all. <laughs> uh, but it's it's very interesting to see that you can play, you can play as Emily. So... That would indicate that she probably has some, like, stealth stuff. So maybe in her timeline, she learned it from Corvo, or maybe Corvo's traveling to a future where, like, where Emily... So many cool things that could have happened with this. I love Dishonored 1. It was a very fun stealth game. I have no doubt in my mind that Dishonored 2 is probably going to be really cool. And... That, it's coming out this year. It's coming out this year. I get to play it soon. That is on November 11th for the three major platforms. Uh, full disclosure, we are not considering the Wii U as a major platform at this time. <laughs> so uh, that's going to be the PS4, the Xbox One, and PC. Which actually, PC has been making gangbusters this year. Um, as far as getting inroads for what would normally be exclusives. Uh, one of the things that was like that was um, the new Forza Horizon game. Uh, the Forza Horizon 3... Uh, that is normally an Xbox exclusive. That has been one of the showcase features uh, ever since uh, Forza. Uh, I believe Forza Four was it that hit the Xbox One. Uh, but anyway, um, they have been again. They're going into uh, Australia this time. It's going to be another aspect where you're at the Horizon Festival. You have major co-op drop-in, drop-out capabilities for this one. Lots of cars. Uh, over 300, I believe they said on this latest batch and it's going to be coming out cross-platform uh, for Xbox One and PC and with four-player campaign co-op on uh, September 27th this year so that's it's really really fast for this but the big thing that they were coming out about this was the control methods being able to do cross-platform play at the same time so on the live demo they had there they had one person on an Xbox One Slim uh, one person on a uh, 4K Super Beef PC with a steering wheel, you know, high-end customized uh, hardware. A uh, PC with a controller, you know, standard setup. And then you had a standard person on an Xbox One. And they all were in the same game at the same time and doing reasonably well with each other. So it was very wonderful. I, re I really hope that more games, like, actually step up with this. Like, do cross-platforming stuff. I feel like that should be the future because people will like it more. Uh... On to games that are going to be defining the future. Doom. The power of Doom. Uh, this Doom seems to be the game that is cementing this generation's uh, like FPS as the more 
like the more eccentric go in and shoot everything don't be all grim dark and gritty about it doom is a game where if you try to like be slow down and go at your own pace you're gonna fail you're not gonna do it it's not gonna work you've got to run in and shoot things and like you're ripping off horns and smacking people with it and it's, it's just incredibly fun and i think more games like in addition to overwatch like more game more first person shooters are going to be going in the direction of instead of being super hyper realistic they're going to be more personality based and like more stylized yes and the funny thing is that they did all this stuff they've gotten so many good reactions by going backwards <laughs> i mean they had tons of remakes of easter eggs and things of the classic games they went away from the idea of this character, he has a tremendously, you know, full backstory. You know, he wants to know why he's there. He doesn't care at all. You know, there's all these people in the game that are trying to say, you know, this is why you're here. This is your motivations. You don't care. Within five seconds, you have a gun and you're shooting guys in the face. Can I give a minor spoiler? It's not a big spoiler for Doom. Go ahead. Uh, just, to, just to shove that in your face of people don't care that much. Mm -hmm. uh, when you first, like, wake up in the room... Uh, there's this screen that's talking to you, and it's trying to fill you in with plot details. And with f within five seconds, your character's just like, punch, 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 <laughs> break screen. I need no plot. I need gun. Shoot gun, people. <laughs> stab, march, stab. <laughs> and at the complete opposite end of the spectrum, <laughs> we have Fallout. <laughs> which, uh, they are splitting that up quite a bit this time. Um, one of the mobile games that came out earlier this year, I believe might have actually come out even last year, was Fallout Shelter. And this is a mobile game where you were trying to manage a vault. The problem was that there wasn't actually any real gameplay there. There was just, you know, kind of, a, this is a thing. <laughs> well, now they are uh, releasing it on PC as well, and they are adding content. They are adding in questing systems. They are, you know, beefing it up tremendously, and this is coming out in July. But until then, and coming alongside it, we still have three more major pieces of Fallout 4 DLC. Uh, first one is Contraptions. That comes out on June 21st, and that's going to be adding in a ton of mechanics for different, you know, builder-style things. Uh, they've got elevators, uh, armor kits, weapon racks. You know, it's it's a lot of things that will add stuff into your areas. Uh, you've got the vault Workshop, which it seems like it's going to be almost Portal-style, where you're experimenting on Dwellers, uh, it's a much bigger version of Fallout Shelter. It's what people believe it should have been in the first place. Uh, again, this is running and building your own vault. It's trying to make it, you know, it's a whole 2D thing. So um, if you ever played an old, old game called, uh, like, Sim Tower, or those style, you know, Sim Earth, whatever, they were a 2D flat plane of stuff going up and down. You had people you're trying to take care of. It, it looks like that. It feels like that. And the last one... Uh, which is coming in August, uh, Vault Tech Workshop is coming out in July, uh, is the August DLC is Nuka World, which is the final DLC at all for Fallout 4. Uh, they're finally putting the cutoff mark in there. And this is based in a theme park. Um, I don't really have any more details for it other than that, but it seems like it's going to be one of those things that you see on the news every once in a while. It's like, this is a abandoned Russian theme park. You know, and, you know, it looks like the perfect place for a post-apocalyptic movie. Well, now you have a post-apocalyptic game taking place <laughs> in that same thing, so kind of backwards. 
what's kind of interesting about all this stuff, you know, because Halo, oh, Halo, Fallout 4 has been a, a renaissance for Fallout in general. Uh, ThinkGeek has produced a uh, Pip-Boy Deluxe Bluetooth uh, edition. Or it's $350, and it's this giant thing that you slap onto your wrist like a regular Pip-Boy. But it actually works as a smartwatch for your phone. And that so, is amazing. So it's basically going to be exactly what you want out of it. Although I'm not sure you'd actually want to use it on a day-to-day basis. You say that, but I don't believe you. <sighs> I would take an over-gigantic Pip-Boy and just wear it forever. Like, I, I don't even think I'd take it off. I'd, like, get a shower, like, app on it so that I could survive in the water. You would really want to try and take that into a shower and chance having radiation leakage? Good point. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, one that I really don't want to get into right now because there's way too many headaches with it is Final Fantasy XV. Uh, we do have a release date for it now, which is September 30th, 2016. And there are going to be additional VR uh, experiences for this where you play as Prompto. And they were making a big deal about this at the thing at the uh, conference where he was wearing a VR headset throughout this whole boss battle. Uh, you were hopping around, uh, I believe it was Titan that they were showing off there. Um, and you had the whole team right there trying to take him on and it was very interesting but I don't know if it actually would hold up. So, I don't know. 15 in general just kind of has me kind of meh. What do you think? I don't have any opinion on 15. Uh, when the first 15 came out, I just sort of just dropped the entire thing. And I never, like, paid attention to 15 after that, like the new one. Mm, fair enough. So. Alright. Um, I was hoping, beyond hope, that when they brought out this For Honor game, that they would just have uh, Zuko's voice actor there, uh, the guy that played Rufio, just going, Honor! Honor! <laughs> and... This seems like something right out of the Blizzard playbook. You have three races, uh, three factions in this case, um, going head-to-head against each other. We have Vikings, we have Samurai, and Knights, all trying to vie for resources. Uh, the, tra- the cinematic trailer they had there was a Viking finds a puddle, you know, just in front of him, just, just a puddle. And another guy comes up and says... I want that water, and draws a line in the sand on the other side of it. And so they start going at it, then a knight drops down, and she takes out her sword and starts whacking everybody, and the whole thing turns into a battlefield. Nobody even knows what's going on, nobody knows why they're fighting anymore, and at the end of it, there's a guy lying face down in the puddle, so they don't even get the resources. Uh, That actually reminds me of a game that's on Steam, it's free, Uh, Vikings, Knights, and Pirates. Uh, Not necessarily in that order, it's basically the same thing but it's a lot more dumbed down and it's actually pretty fun it's free you should check it out uh there is actually a um a pvp game uh similar to that uh only it's just knights it's uh um, chivalry Chivalry. thank you and it it seems like it's inherited that style of melee combat system very cool uh let's see this is coming out in february 14th 2017 so you have something to look forward to later on also coming out in 2017 is grow up now to be perfectly honest, I didn't even know that this game existed until I looked on our reference sheet and saw it, and saw that it was a sequel to Grow Home. Grow Home was a very surprising, like, sleeper hit for me. I love Grow Home, but 
up until like because I saw the box art and it looked like some robot flying on a leaf or something and I'm like eh, this looks interesting but I ignored it for a good long time until my friend wanted me to play it started playing it it was very very good it was just a very surreal experience I know nothing of Grow Up I don't even know how Grow Home ends yet because I haven't finished it but I would recommend Grow Home to anyone uh, it was it was free for PS Plus at one point, so if you're one of those people that just grabs games, uh, then you might have it. But I'm excited to see how Grow Up works now that like I'm interested in Grow Home. And that is going to be coming out in August of next year. Yep. Okay, uh, coming up to the next one, we are going to have Gears of War 4. And honestly, I think this is one of the ones that you're going to want to take because I am not that fan. Not that, not that big you of a fan. You are not that fan? I'm not that fan. What about I, this fan? Uh, that fan may like it. What about I, those fans? I just do not like cover-based shooters. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, Gears of War has always been like super cover-based, so... Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, but to be honest, when did the last Gears of War come out? Uh, was... Gears of War 3, that was quite a while ago. Yeah, right? I didn't even think that they would be making a new one. I thought they were like totally like set on not doing it anymore for whatever reason because like it was years ago when they made the last one uh apparently it's going to be cross-platform as well uh right this is going to be one of the ones that has the cross play between pc and xbox which is wonderful mm -hmm. uh if it plays anything like gears of war 3 then i'm probably going to play it i'll be honest i want to be able to take my chain gun and saw things again uh Actually, going off of another style of kind of reimagining, there was a game that I played, for the life of me, I cannot remember it, but it was basically where you are building your own kingdom, and this was one of the few games that you had, uh, you used your Xbox avatar on a 360. You would go into this world, you would pick up people, you would place them where they needed to go, and you would tell them, you have a job to do, go do it. Um, but this new game coming out, uh, Giant Cop, it is essentially another one of those God Mode games where you are uh, playing as a police officer in a world that's straight out of Gulliver's Travels. You know, you are picking up and flinging criminals into the next county. Um, like, you're just flinging them... Like, I'm not going to put you in jail. I'm just going to put you somewhere else so yeah. they have to deal with you. Exactly. Okay. And the way they had it was... Uh, it looked like it could have been multiplayer because you had a view of the player... So you had two hands where your controls are, and they had a pair of sunglasses where the visor was. So it definitely looks like it's going to be a VR game. If nothing else, it's going to be an interesting concept. That sounds like the greatest cop in the world. Hey, you did a crime? Go over there. But but I live here. Go over there. But can't you just put me in jail? No, no. <laughs> Go in your timeout, county. <laughs> Go on. Go do it. <laughs> okay. And then it's coming out again fall this year. A lot of cool games coming out. Just All right, just when the... When the next VR wave hits. Mm. Uh, After that, I think, would be Halo Wars, as far as I'm aware. Or is it... No. No, dear. No, you you were talking about this again yeah. where you just thought they weren't going to come up with another one. I Yeah, okay, yeah, this is another game that I thought they weren't going to make another one because I thought, hmm, maybe when you murder everyone, you're probably done. And this is, of course, God of War. They're making another one, and it's going to be Kratos again. He's got a bigger beard than usual, and he's got a cool axe of smiting. And it's going to be... He's killed all the Greek gods, so why doesn't he go after the Norse ones? You can go, well, yeah. at, 
you can go after, you know, Thor, Loki, Odin, and hey, maybe you there will be an appearance with Saramnir, the pig of eternal bacon. I'm not joking, that's a thing you can look it up. The pig of eternal bacon. It is, Yeah, it's a pig. Every day it gets turned into bacon. It's delicious, and it, I want Kratos to fight Saramnir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, the surprising part here, I, I have not played the God of War games, but it seems like he has a son in this that that's he's trying strange. to change. That's strange, because his, his whole purpose for being like so angry is because... Uh, his family was wiped out, and mm. he wears their ashes, which is why he's gray. So gotcha. that's that's creepy. So him having a son means that he got together with someone new? Question mark. I don't remember there being a son in the other ones. It was a long time ago when I played Halo, or not Halo, but uh, God of War. Oh dear, oh dear. Uh, apparently the son's gonna have a knife and a bow, so he's the lame version of Kratos, I guess. Unless his unless he's, his bow has, like, all of the mods on it. Like, it's just giant, <laughs> and it's got flaming arrows, and it's like, one shot will obliterate the mountain. Well, at least, at, during the trailer, he could not shoot straight to save his life. He kept shooting Kratos in the shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that's amazing, actually. Uh, but, well, we might as well go on to the next one, because you mentioned it already. Yep, Halo. Halo Wars 2. Halo Wars 2. More Halo. More Halo. Uh, I don't actually know much about Halo Wars 2 that much, to be honest. Okay, uh, well, they are going up against a new faction. Okay. This is called the Banished. And they are going up against a leader that seems like he has the ability to stop time, at least in the trailer, because he was this, this giant brute that was walking up through a time-stopped battlefield and running his hand along a missile in mid-flight. That is actually really cool. <laughs> Um, you can actually check this out if you want. I really should. Um, they're going to be having an open beta going on right now, which may end up being uh, over by the time this goes live. But it is active at, from June 13th to June 20th. And it requires Xbox Live Gold. Right, which, like most things. Yeah. But it will be coming out on February 21st. Uh, and it, again, it's cross-platform, Xbox One and PC. Can I say one small thing about Halo? I, Go ahead. I love the series, but I've never owned an Xbox system in my entire life. Really? Yep. I have always, whenever a new Halo game comes out, harassed one of my friends until I was allowed to play it. Now, one of the best times I ever had on Xboxes was everybody uh, grabbing all their original Xboxes and all the TVs, cables, controllers that they could find, all the extension cords, and running over to a friend of mine's place and invading it for an entire night. So we had cords strewn across three levels of this house, TVs everywhere. <laughs> I'm talking the giant, you know, big back TVs as well. This was 2001 you know, era time. Nobody had HD at that point. And it was just really, really good because all of a sudden you would hear coming from the basement, Yeah, we won! <laughs> <laughs> those were the days. Oh. I didn't have those days. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, before the dark times. <laughs> On to killing things for no good reason. The Killing Floor 2. It's like the Killing two. Floor 1, except another one. Oh. Uh, it's been in early access for an extended period. Uh, it's going to have the Bullseye content pack. I don't even know what that is. Well, it is something that they actually didn't mention that much. But during the, uh, the show that they had going on, it went live. What went live? The content pack? Yeah. What's in it? I have no idea. Bullseyes? 
Like, I'm content. I would, I would love if the content pack was literally just retexturing everything so that it has a bullseye on it now. Okay, you get a bullseye. You get a bullseye. Shoot. Everybody gets a bullseye. So shoot that. Okay. And that, and then that, and that. Actually, you get Will Smith to come into your game and say, Hi, I'm going to teach you how to shoot. <laughs> hit the bullseye. Everything. Don't hit the bullseye. Oh. That you won't sense. like it. Uh... So, hey everybody, you probably thought I was gone. I'm still here! You're not getting rid of me that easily, so... No! No, get out of here. Go. Shoot. So, next we're going to be talking about something that's the biggest surprise of the day. Nobody saw this one coming. Lego Star Wars The Force Awakens. Lego Star Wars? Really? Gasp, I've never heard of such a foreign concept. I know! It's like, who saw this one coming? Tell me more. Yeah, so, Lego Star Wars... Um, it is going, there's going to be, oh, there's a demo available right now. You can check it out. And, uh, really? and this is one of the film or one of the games from E3 that actually does have a release date, June 28th, 2016. Wow. That's earlier than June 29th, 2016. I know, right? <laughs> I, I'll be honest. I am a little bit worried about Lego The Force Awakens because to my knowledge, at least there has not been a single Lego Star Wars game that has been successful. Especially not Lego Star Wars 1, the complete trilogy. Lego Star Wars 2, the complete trilogy. (laughs) And and Lego Star Wars 3, the complete saga. (laughs) And as usual, this thing will be coming to everything under the sun, including your local toaster oven. (laughs) I love that gaming system. Like, man, it's graphics are fantastic. How many times can you get toast and play a halfway decent game? Multitasking. Don't put toast in your in your PlayStation 4. I've tried. Well, there is those times when somebody puts a peanut butter and jelly sandwich into a VCR. Ooh. Can I can I be honest? I was one of the children who did that. Shun him. I saw it on a television Shame. show when I was three. Shame. 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 No. Put down the sword. <laughs> okay. Onwards to something else. Right. Oxygen not included. Now, when we were going over the reference sheet for this podcast, I had no idea about this game at all, but I looked at it and I'm like, I know nothing about this game, but put my name on it because I will talk about it. I will filibuster to the best of my ability because its name is Oxygen Not Included. And if that name alone is not enough to shell out $15 and throw it at whoever is making it, then I don't know what this world has come to. Well, just bear in mind that the Don't Star people are the ones making this, and then they I have will, a good pedigree. I will throw $30 at them. Okay. They deserve that much, because Don't Starve... I'm still, to this day, playing Don't Starve together. Like, I loved Don't Starve, and if it if it's being made by the same people who made that game, mm-hmm. then I have no doubt in my mind that it's going to be good. I remember, uh, to be honest, the thing that I... Like, Don't Starve is one of the games that has my favorite one of my favorite video game references in it. Basically, one of the things you can build to prevent or to protect yourself from the monsters are is this hay wall. And one of the characters, all the characters say different things depending on what you select. Like they all the characters will differently say something about this hay wall. But one of the characters, Willow, my favorite or not Willow, uh, Wendy, my favorite character, looks at it and says, "This is the mere suggestion of defense." And I loved it so much. So, do you get dysentery? Uh, no. Okay. Why? Well, just oftentimes when you're running around in that type of situation and you have a lot of hay, you end up dying of dysentery. <laughs> a lot. Just, do you, have, do you have too much hay? 
Like, like one day you're just walking along the field, you look over to the side, and there's just a hay bale next to you, and like, oh, oh, I, I've, I've, I've got this in here now. No, there yeah. you go. That's Boom. it. That's just right there. Uh, they do not know exactly when this is coming out. This is going to be uh, late 2016, early 2017. They haven't quite ironed it out yet, but it should be interesting when it comes out. Wonderful. Uh, so moving on to the Nintendo side of things. Uh, first, we're going to start with Pokemon, and I'm going to go to the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, here's what you need to know about Pokemon. That oh. it's going to be called Sun and Moon, uh, that, because... They've run out of things. They've run out of things to call No it. more colors. They're, they're out of colors, they're out of gemstones, they're out of... Apparently they're out of letters after X and Y. Yeah, we haven't got to Z. I, y- am I the only one who thought there was going to be a Z? We just moved away from Z? There's yeah. just not going to be a Z? They, I thought I heard a rumor of for like, that. Like, they... Out. They did okay, cause cause they were doing that. Like they had uh, ruby sapphire, then emerald, then they had diamond pearl, then platinum, mm-hmm. then they had black and white. I expected gray, but instead we get black two and white two mm-hmm. because they finally decided to put numbers on Pokemon, but not in the order in which the Pokemon games come out. Welcome to Nintendo. Uh, and oh. then they had Pokemon X and Y, so it, it would make sense to do Pokemon X Y Z. So we, uh, this game's going to be taking place in another region, another region, uh, the Aloha. Don't say that fast. <laughs> Aloha region. Aloha? Is it Aloha? Aloha? No. A-L-O-L-A. Okay, well anyway, it's based on Hawaii, uh, it's going to take place over a couple different islands, and we have three new Pokemon, uh, confirmed, the starters, which is Roulette, the Grass Owl, uh, Litten, Litten, the fire cat, and Puplio, the water sea lion. So I'm going to pull up a picture real quick. What do you guys think of these guys? Honestly, I think the cat is going to end up as a dark fire. It is a dark fire. I have multiple things that I have to say. In fact, I have one snarky, sarcastic statement for each of these things. Oh boy. Rowlet, if he doesn't eventually evolve into Blathers from Animal Crossing, I will be sorely (laughs) disappointed. Uh, Litten... And people have been complaining about the name of Trubbish. And then uh, Poplio is, by God, the cutest thing that I have ever seen in the world. And if everybody does not get Poplio, I am going to be very disappointed. My only problem with them is that over the past several generations, at least from what I've seen, the grass starter has always been that sneer. You know, like that, you know, not quite the Luigi Death Glare thing. But just like, I'm too good for this. I need my own show. What'd you say about Chikorita? <laughs> Chikorita was one of my first starters. I'm nothing about Chikorita. I'm talking about like that that snivel or... Snivy. 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 I mean, I, that was the thing with Snivy, though. Like, you could tell by the name. Snivy. Eh. Like... Yeah, but with a name like that, you'd expect uh, her to be wearing all black, have a really big mustache, and kidnapping somebody and tying them to a train track. Waluigi. You described Waluigi. You just you described the least cared about character in all of Nintendo. Uh, moving on. Speaking of Nintendo, there's more Nintendo to uh, to grab onto. But first, we've got. First, oh, we've got. I, do I have to get to Scorpio? Do you not want Scorpio? Uh, I don't know. You wrote your name down on it. My whole problem with this is that they're saying it's 4K gaming, but it's not. It can't be. Why can't it be? Okay. Scorpio is Nintendo's answer to Project Neo, uh, which is, in turn, to power Project Morpheus. 
Morpheus trains Neo, and eventually somebody's going to end up Trinity, and we're going to end up with a Matrix in the middle of the whole Sony lineup. Um, but what Scorpio is supposed to be is 4K gaming, which, it, which again, it can't be. Um, Why can't it be? Okay. The power for this, and again, this is not a good demonstration, but they didn't give us a lot of numbers for this right now. Uh, the power, processing power for this specific type of graphics they're having here is 6 teraflops for processing and cranking out. Can I just say teraflops is the greatest processing name ever? I want everything to run on teraflops. What I would like to know is when are they going to end up using that as a reference point for when somebody eventually goes up into orbit and does a belly flop into the Atlantic Ocean. <laughs> the teraflops. Like, when you hear teraflops, like, I, I imagine someone being all like, and here is my homemade computer. It has six teraflops on it. And you just see, like, fish duct tape to it just flopping on the side, like... Oh, you and, only still run hamsters. I have fish power. Anyone else, when they hear that, like, instantly think of Back to the Future? From what? What so you have a gigawatt and you have teraflops? <laughs> I suppose that could work. But eventually, mark my words, they'll end up as a... Uh, oh, man, what what is the name of that? I can't, I can't believe I forgot about this. Googleplex. No, I, that's already a thing. Is it? Um, it, it? No, that that is Google's base of operations. Ah. Um, I, I seriously can't believe this. Uh, Magikarp. That will be a Magikarp attack. <laughs> Ter teraflops. That'll, All he can that'll, do is splash. That'll be Magikarp. Not not a uh, not Gyarados. Magikarp's Mega Evolution uh -huh. will be renamed Teraflops. teraflops. You know what'd be hilarious? It's, actually, its splash will be super effective on everything. Uh -huh. What if what if Magikarp actually had a pre-evolution that didn't even have an attack? <laughs> Baby evolution. It, it literally just sits there and it hopes that it doesn't die. <laughs> Actually, it does. It's called Egg. I, I, I choose you, Egg. Now, that would be interesting. Splat. Who, Splat. who would want a Magikarp? Well, I guess you get Gyarados. So. Yeah, you get Gyarados. All right, back to what I think we were talking about. Um, uh, Scorpion. Scorpion. Scorpio. Get over here. <laughs> um, this level of power is enough to do 1080p 60 very nicely. You know, that, that will easily do it. So what we're getting back to here is th these boxes are what the Xbox One and the PS4 baseline should have been when they launched. It was what they promised was going to be coming out. Um, what they're claiming for this is you could do 4K at 60 hertz. They might be able to do it You know, if you, if you put in uh, quality sliders. And because this is sort of going to be a half generation on this that all the games that have released so far will work on this, and supposedly everything's backward and forward compatible, they might be able to do it. Again, if they put in, you know, you're willing to sacrifice quality for uh, for speed, for performance, maybe that'll happen. Hey, maybe they're going to get it right on the next one. Sub-Zero EO. <laughs> <laughs> uh, if... Well, let me see here. If the Liu Kang, you know, Connect ends up coming out. Liu Kang Connect. Liu Connect. Teraflops. Uh, teraflops. Uh, names. Names are the best. Uh, also, I'm looking at a quote here, and I have to, I, I have to read this because I, I really hope that this wasn't actually something they said at E3 when they were presenting this. Please tell me, because I haven't seen this. The best pixels. 
Nobody ever seen pixels like this before. That was a full, you know, actually said in the middle of their Scorpio presentation. That sounds like something Donald Trump would say at a press rally, like, oh, it's got the best pixels. <laughs> Nobody's, Nobody's ever, ever seen... seen pixels like this before. And we're going to make him pay for it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a zinger. <laughs> Uh, and and the, the release date, release t- pretty okay. Release date to t- <laughs> breathe, David. Breathe. Release date holiday twenty seventeen. And our notes, I, I the, the the notes just says down in the most like petty sarcastic way possible. Yeah, pretty good comforts overall. <laughs> I'm like pretty sure that when I just did that, I probably just peaked. Oh well, moving on. <laughs> Moving on by going backwards to Skyrim. The fucking, Again. the fucking, not a single body. I can do the whole part. I can do the whole thing. Uh, you and about everybody else too, I think. Yeah. Anybody who, anybody who's played Skyrim for knows over, that song. Like for over ten hours, can do that song. Not because they like, not because it played so many times that like they heard it that many times, but because they went and looked for it. Well, it's more than that. I mean, every other channel on YouTube has had somebody cover it. I mean, Lindsey Sterling did one for crying out loud. Peter Hollins did one. With Lindsey Sterling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So, uh, so the special edition for Skyrim. Yep. This is coming out on PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Um, they're adding mod support for consoles, you know, like they did for Fallout. So this should be interesting for them. And that's going to be backward again. But they're adding in specific official ones. The problem with that that they're running into for Fallout is that people have been pulling uh, mods from the Nexus Mods site and then reposting them as official mods under their name. And they aren't the actual authors. So they're, they're going to run into that again for Skyrim unless something happens. In addition, proving once and for all that PC is the master race, people who already own Skyrim on the, P- uh, on the PC uh, on Steam and all the DLC, they just get HD. They just get it. Or... If you have the Legendary Edition. Oh, no, If you yeah. decided to wait until the game of the year. Right, right. And you got everything at once. I have the Legendary Edition. And so maybe that'll convince me to play it for a longer period of time instead of just learn how the song works and speak a made-up language. My whole thing with that is that it seems like Skyrim is more of a platform than a game. Ah, elaborate. Okay, it is something that you can take, you can put in all new graphics. You can put in whatever storyline you want. You can put in... As many physics as you want. You can have 10,000 cheeses rolling down a hill. Um, and it's it's whatever you want it to be. So if you're looking at it from the aspect of like Minecraft. Minecraft is a sandbox environment. And it's the same thing for Skyrim. It you can, It's a sandbox in the truest nature of the word. Okay. So, uh, speaking of sandbox games. South Park is making a new one. Ever since South Park The Stick of Truth came out. I thought to myself, they had better not stop making these. Because South Park The Stick of Truth was one of my favorite games of the last generations. Like, it, it, it made it to that list. Because it was just... Per- it just perfectly encapsulated everything that South Park was. People who don't like South Park, completely ignore this game. It's not for you, obviously. But people who did like South Park, and people like me, who's, ba- who's basically stuck through... All of their middle years, which was begrudgingly ick. Like, people who stuck that far, I loved it. Because of all of the references and all that. And it seems like they're doing the same thing with their sequel. Because the name is beautiful. 
it's it's a superhero and they're doing civil war south park the fractured but whole <laughs> get the, it because because yeah, the, two, yeah, the, two it's they the surprising part about this and i don't exactly know i, I wish i would look this up the south park has been around for close to 20 years mm-hmm. it's i remember people being uh put in detention when i was in high school because they wore a south park t-shirt <laughs> really yeah that's strange it was really really aggressive for its time and it also like it, it also raised the bar on what people were allowed to do on television by mm-hmm. far without south park a lot of things wouldn't have just been accepted uh hilariously they actually did an episode re- uh i shouldn't say recently it was one of the newer ones where they went back and found the bar because uh reality television and all that had lowered the bar so much <laughs> that someone actually took a scuba and went down deep into the sea to find the bar and had to re-raise it so that people would like put up with it more it was nice truth be told uh and this is the last thing i'm gonna say about uh uh the new south park stuff okay so old south park was really good because it was clever well written and like despite the fact that it was incredibly crude it was intelligent with its crudeness then the middle years came and they literally spent one single week creating every single episode. It mm-hmm. took them one week to make every episode, and then in between seasons they would just live off of the money that they made, which is perfectly fine. But it it, it made their content suffer. And now they've gone to, like, scripting out things, and they've got a story-based thing. Mm. Like, the entirety of, I think, season 18 or something... Uh, featured a new character, PC Principal, uh, and it was a whole story arc. Like, there were individual plot points, but every story, like, it it just kept pulling itself along. Mm. So it's really interesting to see how uh, the fractured butthole will play into that, given the fact that uh, when Stick of Truth came out, they made an entire trilogy of episodes promoting it. What What I like about this is that if you haven't played stick of truth yet uh and i haven't um play it if you do a pre-order for this uh pre-purchase rather that's their big thing if you buy it ahead of time you will get stick of truth free very cool so um and it's coming out this year it's december 6th again for ps4 xbox one and pc it is december 6th yes it is i know what i want for christmas the (laughs) fractured butthole i would not say that uh, a lot i would not say that fast (laughs) Star Trek. <laughs> what did you just say? Replacing Andrew, the role of Andrew for okay. the episode will be... <laughs> Andrew, you're out. Andrew, you're out. Get out of here. Move. You are the weakest link. Get out. You are the weakest... The, the tribe has spoken... Big Brother is spoken. I don't know how Big Brother votes people out. Anyway, uh, okay. So Star Wars is doing more Star Wars things. Uh, there's going to be Galaxy of Heroes is bringing in more environments, more characters from the prequel trilogy and uh, other stuff. And yeah, I think they were showing off. Um, I am gonna be hit hard for this, uh, but Lando was being shown in there. Why would so, you be hit hard for that? Lando's because cool. I was having a hard time remembering his name. <laughs> there's like. There's, with the addition of The Force Awakens, there's a total of three black dudes in Spider-Man. 
I'm gone. Goodbye. Goodbye, ladies and gentlemen. I've Congratulations. Out. We're out. Look what you've done, Andrew. Congratulations, oh. people. Our brains have left the building. Goodbye. <laughs> okay. Well, all right. So, so they're Star doing, Wars. They're doing Galaxy of Heroes is continuing on to be its mobile juggernaut with making and printing money. Old Republic is making another expansion, of course. Uh, Battlefront is getting a new sequel. I have actually something to say about that. First of all, Old Republic, they're making another expansion, and I don't know why I went back to that, because that is literally all there is to say about that. Uh, I'm going to be honest, I think that they're... I think that Disney... Okay, Disney's gone out and said Old Republic isn't in the same continuity as like the regular Star Wars canon, right. but I think they're being coy about it. I really think they don't care, and if people want to think that the Old Republic is in Star Wars canon, they just can. The thing is... Old Republic is not canon. KOTOR is not canon. Revan is. And uh, going into a really, really deep thing, Kraya might be. Watch Rebels Season 3. Anyway, uh, Battlefront. There's a sequel. There shouldn't be a sequel, because Battlefront, as much as it pains me as the biggest Star Wars fan in the world to say this, it was bad. Battlefront. The, the EA version was bad. Uh, well, you will be happy to know that there was a fan-made reimagining of Battlefront 3. I was gonna get that! You just... You, <laughs> you, you, you swept me on... You swept under the legs. It is, Aha! Victory it is, is mine! It is a fan version, and at any moment... So, er, I'm going to die. <laughs> at any if moment... If I start sweeping under the legs, I might have to walk away. <laughs> at oh. any moment... Uh, wax on, wax off. Disney... Could just be all like, we don't want this because it's a good Battlefront, and that would interrupt the sales of our very, very bad Battlefront. So it's going to go away. Uh, but I really, really hope it gets made. It's they—they've been saying it's going to be free, which is awesome. Uh, I really hope it gets made because it's what Battlefront should have been. And here's the thing: here's what I hope happens. Even though Disney passed off this license to EA, and EA is dreadful. They are one of the worst companies in the world. So they're never going to do years this. Running. Yep. Uh, so they're never going to do this, but I really wish they would. They should look at this fan-made Battlefront 3 and see how much hype it's getting and why, and the fact that it's just continuing Battlefront and make it like that. Just make it like the old Battlefront games were. That's what people wanted. Don't make it a Call of Duty Battlefront. No one wants that. I mean, there are some people who want it, but it got boring very very quickly it looked good but it just wasn't it just didn't play well enough well, what would you think if they had a star wars fighting game like boba fett with a spear versus han solo with a crowbar That'd be pretty cool don't 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 joke with me about about games that remind me of masters of terrascasi Something really cool, actually, in uh, Disney Infinity, mm -hmm. like, I saw this video of Darth Maul fighting Spider-Man, and I was like, oh, that's so cool. Yeah. I actually think I saw that. It was like an arena thing. You pick your people onto the platform, pick up power-ups and things, and it plays like a, a 2.5D version of Smash. Yeah. Very cool. Speaking of games that are 2.5D and also smash each other... Tekken 7! It's coming out, which is really cool, because I've been waiting for Tekken 7 since Tekken Tag Tournament 2. Which? <laughs> I, just, I, just, I just wanted to hold on that, because I said T a lot there. Yeah, just uh, say that three times fast. Yeah, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, Tekken Tag Tournament 2, Tekken Tag 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 Tag. 
I got two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's going to have a story mode, which is wonderful. I I hope that they expand the story of Lei, because Lei was the only person that I cared about. Uh, for those of you who don't know, Andrew, uh, <laughs> Tekken Tag Tournament 2 was, ba as it sounds, like t people teaming up together to fight uh, people from Tekken, and like everybody had another person that they would fight with. And there was this one character named Lei, who was German, and he, or she, looked very, very, like, anime, to the point where no one could tell what gender Lei was. Very androgynous? Very, just, yeah, very, very androgynous. Uh, eventually it was revealed that Lei was a girl, so right. that that's one mystery solved. But I'm very happy that Tekken 7 is coming out. I'm definitely gonna play it when I get the chance. Very cool. Uh... It's actually one of the few fighting games that I can actually play, which is saying something, because I am dreadful at fighting games. I am really bad at them. Cannot play Mortal Kombat, can't play anything by Never Netherrealm, can't play Dead or Alive. I can play uh, the Naruto Ninja Storm games, but I can't play 2.5D games, unless they're Smash. Uh, so this is interesting. Uh, going on to other games that have weird anime-like influences. Anime! Animal! <laughs> <laughs> Alright, uh, Titanfall 2, otherwise known as Attack on Titanfall. Um, now they were shown off very prominently in the gameplay trailer of, uh, what, what we'd call 3D maneuver gear. Basically, a bunch of grappling hooks, uh, using them to get into the cockpits, using them to get around on the level, you know, pulling people back to you, punching them in the face, sticking a sticky on them, and then flying away. Um, but the surprising part of all this is that it's going to have a single-player campaign, which I am very happy for, because I like the idea, I like the idea of, you know, a whole bunch of giant robots running around on a battlefield, but I do not do well at this game against the living. <laughs> So, it's going to be focusing on the relationship between a pilot and a titan. Uh, it's going to... Uh, I will destroy all the titans. Nah, JK, I'm going to be a titan. Okay, Hercules. Um, Actually, Aaron from Attack on Titan. I say this stuff having seen two episodes of this series. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, well then, spoiler alert, he doesn't destroy all the titans, he just turns into one. Ah, okay. Uh, They're putting in a progression system because, of course... Uh, there will be six new Titans, and this is going to be coming out this year, October 28th. And they are adding in the PS4 in the U.S. this time. Uh, they made a big deal about console exclusivity across, uh, I believe it was in Japan, as a PS4 exclusive, which was kind of weird. But it's going to be across the board this time, and everybody gets to beat up stuff in giant robots. And in the end, isn't that all you want? Mm -hmm. Now, going to over-the-top stuff, because of course it is. Uh, Trials of the Blood Dragon. That just sounds over the top. Yeah. Uh, okay. Far Cry 3, uh, Blood Dragon was the most ridiculously 80s thing ever made. <laughs> uh, Far Cry 3 was a very, you know, basic game. It was good. It was a very large open sandbox. Blood Dragon was an expand alone for that. It reduced the map considerably, uh, changed the feel of it entirely, made it pink. Pink. And pink. then just revved everything up to 11. It was the 80s. Everything was pink. Fun fact, Far Cry 3 is in the Assassin's Creed universe. Really? Yep. I did not know that. Uh, you can find one of the pieces of Eden in Far Cry, one of them. That's going to get complicated. <laughs> okay. So, like, time started in black and white and then just everything went pink? 
Everything would paint. Yes, that is well, how it worked. Well, back, back in the 1930s, no, it wasn't the cameras. It was that everything was in black and white, and then eventually we discovered color. And then everything went pink. Let's put that on what's in the 70s. Everything was orange and brown. What happened in the 80s? Uh, discovered all the colors and wanted to use all of them at once. Yeah. And then the world became rainbow. So much saturation. Very swinging. Okay, so as Ruby, you might baby. guess from the combination of these two titles, uh, Trials and Blood Dragon, is that this is a very, very, very 80s motorcycle racing game. <laughs> cool. And what? it is surprisingly out right now. Really? Yeah. Is it good? I have no idea. Okay. I mean, it got released during the conference. Very interesting. So, it's... Oh. Okay. Yeah, Andrew, I know you've been wanting to get this out all night, so let's no, just I go ahead. But let's yeah, do it. Here we go. Okay. You've been talking well, about this. You came over, you're like, mm, I want to get in on this. I want to get in on some of this action. Uh-huh. All right. Okay, well, here we go. Uh, so, Ubisoft, this is their 30th, uh, their 30th year anniversary. <laughs> okay, you where's win my... all the things. Yes, where's here, my here, Here's the things. There's the thing for you. I'm handing over Kurt's phone, by the way. Uh, here's the thing. I'm taking his crazy bread. Uh, hey. You would have his chair? Ubisoft, man. I want cake. I want, I want cake for this party. The cake is a lie. No, that's that stopped being funny. <laughs> no, it never will not be funny. <laughs> well, David just made it funny again. Oh, no. What have I done? Anyway, uh... They're going to be giving away... Why am I reading this? You got this. You got this, Andrew. They're going to be giving away a free PC game every month for the rest of the year. Oh, no. They're going to be giving away free politically correct games. Well, the problem is that you have to be logged into Uplay to make anything work. That's not a problem. I've got Uplay. Yeah, everybody does if you want to actually play their games. But it will be seven total for this for the rest of the year. Uh, And the the first one that's coming out... uh, I don't have that on my notes. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's uh, Prince of Persia, The Sands, Sands of, Time. of Time. Okay, that was actually a pretty good one. Yeah, uh, yeah it came out with a very mediocre movie. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, in fact, Prince of Persia is what influenced the Assassin's Creed series. Uh, originally, Assassin's Creed 1 was going to be a spin-off of uh, Prince of Persia. It was actually supposed to be a, uh, a Prince of Persia game. I thought, you were going, yeah, I thought it was a spin-off because you weren't playing as the dude. You were playing as a bodyguard of the dude. If I understood this correctly, it was supposed to be Prince of Persia, but then they pulled the license. Ah. As far as, far as I understand it, it's uh, you were playing as the bodyguard, but at, somewhere along the line, it became too separate, and they wanted to make it its own thing, and then it became Assassin's Creed. So, and then it became half of Ubisoft's entire... Yeah, because they wanted to release a new Assassin's Creed game every year, and even though they said they weren't going to, Assassin's Creed Chronicles is still happening. Mm-hmm. It counts. And uh, you know they're going to do something for the release of the movie. So, yeah. whatever. Okay, so Vampire, um, this is by Don't Nod, which is the Life of Strange Remember Me developers. Um, this is going to be an action-adventure, hacky-slashy style game. I would call it, like, Torchlight, you know. I'll go get that, my machete. That's, right. But the thing is, this is going to be full 3D. It's not going to end up being, like, an isometric style Very game. interesting. So... Now, it's, it's, it's called Vampire. Is it about vampires? Yes, it is. Okay. Why is it called Vampire? Because they're French. I mean, I'm not sure if they're French vampires, but they're French developers. <laughs> they're French. 
I don't we know are why. I don't know why, but that made the vampires significantly less terrifying. They're um, French. That is currently. <laughs> Andrew. Going on to Assassin's Creed, we've got Watch Dogs. Watch Dogs is the second one. It, why guys... is that with Assassin's Creed? You don't know? Watch Dogs is definitely in the Assassin's Creed universe. Like, there's, there's very, very direct parallels. Watch Dog, uh, the, the main character of Watch Dogs isn't a member of the Assassins, but he has ties to the Assassins to the point where uh, he actually kills, in Watch Dogs, one of the characters from Assassin's Creed 4 be, just be, simply because the Assassin's, like, order has a hit on that guy. So that's why a hacker has super strength, knows parkour, and can do everything that you would normally do in a GTA and Assassin's Creed game, and yeah. is supposed to be a master hacker. Yeah, it's because weird assassin blood thing. Things. Yeah, like, he's not an assassin, but he definitely works with them, which, very, very cool. So yes, Watch Dogs is in the same universe as Far Cry 3. Okay, which apparently is going to be in San Francisco. Huh. Uh, Far Cry 3? Watch Dogs 2. Watch Dogs 2. Okay. <laughs> cool thing about Watch Dogs is that we're supposed to be getting a movie. That's... Yeah. But nobody knows anything. I know one we, thing. They better have that shot from Watch Dogs where all the police officers are around and he's all like, hey guys, want to see a trick? And he just presses the button. He doesn't actually say that. Like, he, he presses the button on his phone and the lights turn off and then he's just gone. Have you guys seen the Watch Dogs um, series on YouTube? Like, a bunch of different YouTubers got together. It's Corridor Digital, Freddy, uh, Rocket Jump. Um... I have not seen it. Yeah, it's actually really good. Like, a bunch of different YouTubers did, like, one little clip, and if you watch them all, they, like, come together into, like... Uh, it, it makes, like, a full film when you watch all of them. That's very, very cool. It's and pretty I'm cool. To, I'm gonna check it out. Uh, dirty little secret, I haven't actually finished Watch Dogs, and a friend of mine uh, actually lent me Watch Dogs, like, years ago, and every time I've attempted to return it to him because I didn't think I'd play it, like, something would happen that would prevent... Like, one time I actually brought it home back with me because I, I just got it in my mind that, oh, it's my it's the Watch Dogs game. I need to hold on to this so I don't lose it so I can give it to John even though it's, I'm in his house right now. And then I just leave with it. All right, so John, remember to email Dave at Dave. <laughs> Dave at Dave. Okay. Dave at Dave.com. Speaking of... Dave uh, at Dave.Dave. <laughs> dot Dave. Speaking of, uh, of games that are definitely... Definitely being influenced by YouTube, and well, not influenced, but like expanded by YouTube. They're getting their popularity from YouTube. We happy few. Oh, oh boy, this thing we is happy so few. trippy. I, since the very moment that it was first announced, I have been head over heels for the wonderful world of Wellington Wells. Uh, we happy Fews is set in the 1960s, and it is, it, it's, it's very interesting because. It's definitely post, quote unquote, apocalyptic, but it's in the sense of a, a, a different world where like stuff from I think World War Two went differently, and now this this town of Wellington Wells is the only like place that still is fine, and outside of it is just like people struggling to survive, and you play a character who is from the outside of town, and you have to go into Wellington Wells, and gather supplies and survive and find a way out of this place and it's so wonderful i could not do this game justice by talking about it you have to look it up on youtube it's absolutely wonderful uh the, the, the cool thing about it is 
all of the people, all of the inhabitants of Wellington Wells, uh, are all on this mind-controlled drug called Joy. Have you taken your Joy today? You wouldn't want to be a downer. You want to know what people call a well full of downers? Not enough downers. Right then. So, um, correct me if I'm wrong, but this seems like a 60s era Bioshock. It definitely has that feel, but I wouldn't call it Bioshock simply because it doesn't have it doesn't have enough similarities to Bioshock. It's it's so surreal. I can't I can't do it just I to be honest, I haven't heard about uh, any progress from it for a while, but it is just, just go, just go see it yourself. There's nothing else I can say, but go see it yourself. It's wonderful. Uh, I'm definitely going. It, it's definitely impressed me to the point where, even though I haven't seen much gameplay from it, I'm going to like buy this game when it comes out. You've heard it here, folks. Go see it yourself. Yeah. Dun dun dun. You wouldn't want to be a downer, would you? <laughs> so, on the topic of things that you're trying to figure out who the market is for especially considering Microsoft put out uh, all the information about Scorpio this year, they are going to be releasing the Xbox One S, which, to be fair, is, I mean, at the beginning of their conference, was a very big announcement. It was a critical advance. It's 40% smaller than the existing Xbox, uh, but it has no power brick. It's got an internal power supply. It's incredibly small. Uh, it does support 4K video playback, but not 4K gaming. It does not have the, enough power to do that um and supposedly it's got better dynamic color you know makes everything look all nice and shiny that's yeah, got a two terabyte hard drive um they are releasing a new controller with it along as well uh with it's kind of got kind of grippy things over by the handholds so your pinkies and things are holding on to something but they are not putting out the uh, dvr functionality they've decided to remove that and go with uh things that people want apparently so but that whole thing could go into an episode on its own, so we're just going to ignore all that and move on to our final topic for the evening, which Andrew will be handling. <laughs> chicken! Chicken! Run! So They're not chickens. They're cuckoos. So as you guys probably guessed, the final topic today is going to be Zelda. So no, it's going to be Link and the Legend of Zelda. Only a, it's only a legend. He come to town. He come to save the Princess Zelda. So as you can tell, he fights we the Ganon. We're getting really tired. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. Uh, but anyway, so the Revenge Squad. Oh. Oh boy. We'll get through this. Um, so, so the final topic we're talking about Zelda. Uh, we just got a new trailer for Zelda, and it's going to be coming out for the Wii U and NX. What is the NX? Nobody we knows. Okay. It's coming out for this thing. It's coming out for these two letters, specifically. We probably should end this off talking about the NX, but what anyway. What is the NX? We'll get back to it. Um, <laughs> so, anyway, uh, so a new Zelda's coming out. It is not... Um, Toon Link again. We're actually getting a new Zelda game. Um, and this is going to be a little bit more grown-up Link. Um, it's going to be cel-shaded, uh, and it looks really cool. Uh, it takes place kind of in, like, a post-apocalyptic post world. Uh, what do you guys think? 
there is definitely machinery present in here, like a lot of the games have been this year. Uh, this it's not post-apocalyptic because you know they don't know about it. It's all uh, risen up in grass. It's all returned to nature and stuff. But they're all they've got like this relic, you know, from a forgotten age style thing going on. Um, and it seemed like at least in the reveal trailer that Zelda was trying to guide Link like she usually does. But, I don't know, it, it feels a lot more vertical than the usual Zelda games have done. Um, uh, Link has been climbing a lot more. He's been doing a lot more things. I think he was cooking in one of those things. He was cooking in one of those by tapping some things and then the pan's just like, turkey! <laughs> it's just all like, you're doing terribly, you don't understand how to cook at all, so I'm going to take pity on you. Here's food. Yeah, it's because physics. <laughs> So, uh, we probably should just talk about the NX for just a second. What is the NX? We don't know. Uh, okay. The NX is basically... For, well, one thing that I've heard is, isn't it supposed to go back to car uh, cartridges? There is a rumor that it's going for that. There, there is a major... Well, the reason they're thinking about doing that is because it's supposed to be not a true home console. It's supposed to be a mobile console hybrid. What? Just, and it makes sense because... Nintendo has not made any money off of the Wii U. At least not anywhere near where it needs to be. And they cannot... They can't just raise the power again and try and go to the same level as the PS4 and the Xbox One because now they're getting bigger again. So if they go with a portable aspect of it that is a core of it, then they have a chance of doing... They have a chance of making a real return to form for them because for the 3DS, you know, for the entire lifetime of the DS series, they have made money like gangbusters. Uh, now, we have no idea of the form factor for this. There's been a lot of rumors come out. Uh, we've seen some twin stick stuff come out with a full touchscreen on it. It looks like a giant wafer thing. It literally, it looks like one of those um, wafers that you dunk in coffee. Uh, what else? Yeah, it's... Uh... It kind of does prove, though, just the fact that this thing's coming out so quick that Nintendo doesn't like the Wii U. And they're willing to admit the Wii U did not do very well. It didn't. Their entire big thing that they did with the Wii, they broadened their customer base tremendously with the Wii. But that fell flat on its face with the Wii U. I think the problem with it is that the Wii was actually... Uh, riding the waves of success that the GameCube did, because the GameCube was very, very cool. And so the Wii, like, people are like, oh, yes, the new Nintendo console. But the Wii, it's, it just wasn't powerful enough to compete with the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. So when the Wii U came out, everyone's like, oh, it's a new Nintendo console. And they heard that it still wasn't as powerful, and that's what's killing the like it wasn't the motion controls per se because eventually nintendo realized okay yeah motion controls that was probably not the best idea here's a nunchuck and here's the, uh, the vertical or the horizontal controller thing so you can sit down and do that but like the problem right now is just it's not powerful enough it like you you touched on it they can't just make it more powerful because the other consoles are making it more power or making their things more powerful if it were me and this is a crazy thing to do this is a crazy man's idea you heard it heard it here for sorry you heard it here folks david is a crazy man this is a crazy man's idea huzzah drop the wii u make a new console make the neck or make the nx or make some and make sure the nx is powerful enough to compete in a market 
that like is making crazy things like what everything else that we've just talked about like everything that wasn't nintendo based that we just talked about that's what nintendo needs they need to get crazy they need to get a bit bigger the paradox here is that nintendo first party titles for the wii u look amazing they they are really are good for the wii u but there's almost zero third party support everybody has to remake their games again to go on the wii u for the power requirements uh launch titles for the wii u were games that were again from three or four years ago that everybody already played on other consoles at higher fidelity so there was nothing really new but if they make games that actually use those new uh control methods like great example the minute the wii u came out everybody that i talked to wanted to see a neverwinter nights on the wii u it's perfect for it but it never came out there were a lot of okay there were a lot of drawing games there were a lot of different party games on there but nothing that really hit the mark like we sports did you know like the different party games that the we had no, nothing that you know you could just pick up a remote and chuck it through your tv you know <laughs> while you're trying to bowl you know you know how many times that happened how many tvs were destroyed so many <laughs> thousand dollar tvs <laughs> And I laughed at all of them because never once did I ever lose my. Hilariously, I was I, I never uh like as a kid I, I was never the kind of person to let my controller slip and fly towards the TV. In fact, when I played Wii bowling, my bowling ball was more likely to have me accidentally let go of the B while I was mid swing. So I would be like mid like reeling it back, and it would just fly back at the people. Fun fact. Uh, <laughs> Fun fact: If it actually like hits this, uh, hits the seats that people are sitting on, everyone jumps at the same time and goes ah. Just like I in the game. I saw that a ton of times. I think I actually saw somebody spill their nachos once. That's amazing. So you know what this means, right, guys? We need a moment of silence for all the dead TVs. Never let go, David. Never let go. So, Carrie. yep, <laughs> it, it, that's what that was. No. It was Mariah Carey. No, it was not. <laughs> that was so, Celine Dion. Yes, that was, was Celine Dion. Dang it. So, what was the Mariah Carey? Name a Mariah Carey song. I don't know. That's Do you know good, how long we've been at this that's thing? That's a good answer. That's a good yeah, answer for Mariah Carey. Yeah, so if you guys are still with us, well, congratulations <laughs> and thank you very much. We are, um, we're going to keep doing this. We're going to keep at it. Just, uh, let us know in the comments section. Did you like this? Uh, do you have any comments on it? What were your favorite games from E3? Did anything jump out at you that we didn't cover today? What were your favorite damage from E3? Yes. Stop saying words. I'm done. What was your favorite David moment? It's 9.38 and we've been at this for an hour and 27 minutes and 27 seconds. So, well... Thank you so much for listening to this, as I said before, and we will talk to you later next time.